The following program is paid for by Busey Bank. It's time for Money Talk, your chance to call in and receive answers to all your financial questions, from investment management to planning for your retirement and beyond. The experts at Busey Wealth Management are here to help, so you don't have to navigate these difficult financial decisions alone. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. Call in now, 356-9397. And now here is Money Talk. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Busey Money Talk. I'm Kurt Anderson. I'm your guest host today. They finally invited me back. I haven't been on for a number of years, so I'm excited to be here today. Our topic for today's program is going to be estate planning, uh, but not the traditional sense. Uh, you know, many times in our program, we've discussed the importance of having an estate plan, having a will, a trust, powers of attorney, and such. But you know, those are really just the bare bones of a proper estate plan. Uh, there's so many other things that uh, really you need to do to make it very effective, and we're going to talk about that today. But first off, we're going to talk about the markets and what's been going on over the last month. And my co-host today is Thaddeus Yasunaga. Thaddeus is a chartered financial analyst, senior vice president, and he's an investment portfolio manager at Busey. Welcome, Thaddeus. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thaddeus, a lot been going on since the first of the year, post-election, inauguration. Kind of tell us what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's certainly uh, been a good start to the year. We did have uh, a bit of a decline in equity markets in uh, January, sorry, uh, and have since you know recovered quite nicely. Uh, so far, month to date, the S&P 500 is up right around uh, 6% year-to-date, including I think we have some losses here. Uh, today. Um, other areas of the market also doing well. Small caps in particular are doing even better. Uh, they tend to be a little bit more sensitive to the, to the real economy, uh, and which is rebounding. And, and I think there is a lot of uh, justified optimism around uh, reopening, uh, around the vaccine uh, that should help the economy um, sort of get back to, to where it was pre-pandemic. Uh, so we have seen that reflected in, in prices there. Small cap stocks in particular are up uh, around 12% year to date. And, and just in general, seeing some of those more economically sensitive sectors of the market uh, starting to do well, energy stocks in particular, as well as financial stocks, um, you know, really leading the way here to start the year, uh, you know, really in contrast to last year where a lot of those uh, stay-at-home names um, – you know, names like Amazon and then and sort of more uh, less sensitive names like Walmart really uh, did well. Right. You know, I you, you mentioned energy, and I just happened to pass a gas station on the way in today, and it was up to $2.75 a gallon. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that's a reflection of the energy stocks are going to go up, I would think, uh, with energy prices rising. Yeah, yeah, certainly we would expect as as economic activity, you know, starts to to rebound here significantly as people start to travel, uh, you know, and drive their cars a little more, uh, we would expect um, energy companies in particular to to, to benefit uh, from that. Um, you know, elsewhere in the world, we're we're seeing similar trends, particularly in international stocks. Uh, when we think Europe and Japan, they're they're sort of in line with our U.S. markets. Uh, emerging market stocks, uh, though, have done very well. Um, they're up about 12% for the year, uh, so seeing strong returns, you know, both domestically and internationally, uh, here to start the year. 
Thaddeus, uh, you know, one thing that's really caught my eye, though, is this rise in interest rates recently. I was just looking, and just in the last 30 days, or excuse me, three months, you've seen the, the mm-hmm. 10-year Treasury rise from about 85 basis points, or eight-tenths eight of a percent, let's say, to over 1.3%. And even though, you know, in this world, that doesn't seem like a lot, you know, it's like a 50% rise in interest rates on the 10-year. You know, what what yep. can we take from that? What is that signaling to us? And, and uh, what opportunities or concerns might uh, that bring us? Yeah, so, so as you pointed out, pretty dramatic rise in rates um, here. We started the year right around 1%, already at 1.3%. And that's coming off a low in July of a half a percent on a 10-year treasury. Uh, so if you were to buy a treasury in, in July, you would have earned only you know, one half of a percent for those, for those 10 years in, in interest. Now, fortunately, we're up at 1.3%. So uh, I really think um, this rise is, is a very good thing for savers. Uh, so, so one thing that a lot of this fiscal stimulus really – um, makes difficult is is for people to to save to set aside money for retirement, and with uh, interest rates at a half a percent, it, it really does become extremely difficult to plan for your retirement. Uh, 1.3 percent is not particularly high, but it's certainly a lot better uh, than a half a percent. You know, right pre-pandemic we were I think a little over two percent. Uh, so certainly very good news for investors. Uh, for people that are are saving for retirement, and as we get closer to retirement, we do tend to rely on on fixed income, those reliable interest payments, uh, more and more. So uh, certainly good news uh, for retirees. Um, I still think 1.3 percent is very very low. So in terms of uh, you know a bad impact for corporations that are raising debts or or mortgage rates even really being being too high. Um, you know, at these levels, we're still very low, as I pointed out, you know, well below where we uh, started last year pre-pandemic. Uh, so I do think that, um, you know, this rise in rates is, is, is healthy, is, is certainly good news for savers. And I don't think it's it, I don't think we're anywhere near the point where it would cause a lot of concern for for borrowers uh, overall. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't refinanced your mortgage, you need to run out like right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Is a, there is a bit of lag in the mortgage markets. Right. Um, so, um, you know, rates continue to fall even as Treasury yields started to rebound. And, and I think there's probably still go, uh, still some time if you haven't uh, if you haven't done that or, or looked into it. Certainly, certainly still still, I think, a good option opportunity to point out we're still well below pandemic levels in terms of yields. Yeah. You know, I, I still kind of find this laughable, uh, Thaddeus, because the first 50 years of my life, probably, I was in an environment where banks paid five and a quarter percent, and that was the lowest rate on passbook savings. That was the lowest rate in the bank. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, it's just kind of interesting to hear we're talking about a 10-year at 1.3%. Uh, last question for you, though. When, when will interest rates, if they continue to rise, start to become a viable alternative or put pressure on the equity markets or the stock markets? Yeah, they certainly are competing assets. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to say what that level is. And, and um uh, you know, I think we're still below that, but you know, certainly as any investor, we you know we allocate uh, uh, monies for clients, and and it is a trade-off. Uh, but at this point, I think the dividend yield is, on the S and P 500 is still, still 
you know, close to this level, 1.3 to 1.5%. Um, so stocks still look attractive because you still, you know, despite the low dividend yield, you do also have that opportunity for growth, which uh, Treasury uh, doesn't provide. You know, the, it's a fixed rate that you will earn over the, the holding period of that bond. So, so at this point, stocks still look pretty attractive. I think we have some ways to go in, in interest rates before, um, you know, you really would consider selling stocks and, and buying, um, buying, um, buying bonds as your source of income going forward. Right. Right. Well, Thaddeus, thank you. I appreciate the update. Uh, so let's go on, get on with our topic for today, and that's uh, estate planning, but not maybe in the way you think. Uh, and we brought in one of our top experts today from Busey Wealth Management, Laura Harris. Laura is a, a CTFA, a Certified Trusted Financial Advisor, and she's a VP and Fiduciary Advisor at Busey Wealth Management. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Kurt. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to have you on the program. Um, you know, let me let me start out with this question. I kind of prefaced it earlier by saying, you know, a lot of times when people, you know, dutifully go to their attorney and they get that will in hand or a trust and powers of attorney, you know, they kind of think, well, that's great. I've done my job, and they come home and they put put a copy in the sock drawer and maybe one in the in the in the safe deposit box at the bank. But what are the kind of things that people? don't do, they should be doing, they kind of go beyond the legal aspect of it. What are some of the things that you, your clients, as you see them come in, that really should be doing that maybe aren't? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, like you said, it's definitely important that you do have those legal documents in place for your estate plan. But, you know, think about it. Your family might not know where are your assets held and, and what happens with those. So what we've done is put together this booklet that's called Message to My Loved Ones. And it's really just an enhancement to your estate plan. This booklet complements those legal documents that hopefully you do have in place. So this Message to My Loved Ones, it's a place where you can gather really all of your important information, both financial and personal. And then it serves as an outline that, you, that can give direction to your loved ones or your executor by listing out, you know, what, what accounts do you have? What are your assets? What liabilities do you have? Um, it lists out your various professionals that you work with, the financial advisors, your insurance agent, your accountant, your attorney. But then on the personal side, the booklet is really great. It also provides an area to include intentions for specific personal property, um, things like maybe family history that you want to pass along. You can include your wishes for funeral arrangements. So, this is really just a place to consolidate all of that information into one easy booklet that you can provide to your loved ones. Um, it really, it's going to help them. It's going to ease their burden and stress in what would be an emotional time when you know you become incapacitated or you do pass away. So it's just a great supplemental tool to go along with the estate planning documents that you've already put in place. Yeah, you know, I think I think um, it. it you're absolutely right. One of the, one of the things that I know you and I see all of the time is again they put together their documents, they put together legal documents, but then you know mom or dad pass away, the kids come home to kind of start working with all this, and to your point, they have no idea where anything is because mom and dad never talked about it. You know, they don't know where they bank. They don't know who their investment people are. They don't know that they had this annuity with an insurance company way over there. There's just so many people that they don't, or things that they just don't, do not know, and they're lost. And, mm -hmm. and keep in mind, you're, you're taking people that normally, they're not estate settlement people.
people. They, they, they don't know how to serve as an executor. So some, a document like you're describing really is it's almost like an estate owner's manual. You know, you pull this document out, and it gives all this great information to your children. But, you know, how do we, how do we get our clients to talk to, 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 to their, their children or their heirs about this? Because, you know, I, I kind of like it to when, when you were a kid, you know, you might ask your parents, uh, you know, how much do you make, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, and I remember my dad telling me it's none of your business. You know, kind of thing. It's like it, for some reason these financial things between parents and children they're not really communicated well. How how do we go about getting people to do that or or relaying the importance of that? Yeah, that's that's another great question because you're right. There's we've seen so many situations where people aren't sharing that information with the next generation, and I think it's one of those things. If you yourself have ever had to be involved in an estate settlement process, you know it's not an easy process. So use that as a lesson for yourself and how, how do you want to help your kids? So using something like this a booklet and letting your family know that you've put this all together, it's just going to provide that streamlined process for them. And we're, we're happy to help. You know, it's, it can be just as easy as giving us a call, requesting a copy of the booklet. We'll provide one to you, take one for a friend. But we're happy to help, you know, initiate the conversation with your family. Let us sit down for a lunch or come in for a meeting so that we can streamline it for everybody. We can help answer your questions and we can help answer the questions of your family members. But, I mean, you know, Kurt, we're here to, to do what we can in any way. Absolutely. Well, I want to I talk about this a little bit more. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to Money Talk. You want your children and grandchildren to focus on their future, not tuition. For more than 150 years, Busey Bank has partnered with families and businesses to establish impactful, enduring legacies. Busey's experienced advisors can help build plans and develop strategies that work as hard as you do. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. This year you've had to pivot. Working from home, mastering an online classroom for your children, Staying connected, virtually. At Busey Bank, we're right beside you, offering contact-free banking services through Busey Mobile and Busey.com. Whenever you want, wherever you are, Busey Bank, a proud partner of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868, member FDIC. And welcome back to Money Talk. I'm your host today, guest host, Kurt Anderson, and my co-hosts today are Thaddeus Yasunaga, who's an investment portfolio manager at Busey Wealth Management, along with Laura Harris, fiduciary advisor at Busey Wealth Management. And we're talking about the subject of estate planning and what you really need to do beyond just getting the documents, getting the will, the trust, the powers of attorney and such. And we're kind of on the topic right now of communication. Uh, you know, I, I find... Uh, a lot of times, Laura, that one of the primary reasons that people have not communicated, and I mentioned earlier about not being in your business, that unfortunately sometimes the parents have a lot and they won't, won't, don't want the children to know what they have, or maybe they, they have very little and don't want to know the children they don't have much. You know, kind of, it's kind of an interesting dynamic there. And uh, so we talk about how, how important it is for the communication. Uh, tell us a little bit more about maybe the need of having a family meeting to kind of sit down and, and what a meeting like that might look like. That's a great point. It, I think it's 
it's very beneficial to have a family meeting like that, um, including maybe you, you include your attorney, attorney in that meeting, you include your financial advisor, but we can help relay to your family members what type of assets you have, you know, taking into consideration as much as you want us to share it. But I, I think it's important to know that the more you share, the, the easier it will be. But we can help explain to the family members what these assets look like, you know, how is the process going to work for inheriting it? Are you inheriting the assets outright? Or are you going to inherit the assets in a trust? And what does that look like? What does it look like from a financial planning aspect for the next generation? And what does it look like as, from a tax planning, you know, for the next generation? That's, that's why I do think it's so beneficial for everybody to be involved and have this put in place beforehand. Because like you said, we, we do see those situations where everybody's just kind of lost when when a loved one passes away and they they don't know what to do. They don't know where to start the settlement process. If they are inheriting, you know, a large amount of money, they don't they don't know what to do with the funds. How do I go about investing these? What you know, how do I keep from from spending too much? And I think the more you can do to pre-plan for these situations, the better off you're going to be and the better off that everybody in your family is going to be. Right. All right. Let's, let's uh, move on and talk a little bit about more of the, the values, the ethical kind of things, that family history. You know, I like to tell the story that uh, my mom, uh, unfortunately, passed away from cancer when I was only 19. And my family, my parents were immigrants from Sweden. And, and so, I, you know, when you're 19, you just don't really care about your family history. You don't care about all this stuff as much. You know, it's not important to you. But as you get older, it becomes very, very important to kind of know where you came from and, and know the values that you have and, and things like that and share those with you. You know, talk about the importance of that and the kind of things you've seen that, that, that have been passed down. Because, you know, when my mom passed away at 19, I, I, I didn't know I, had, I still had family members in Sweden, and I didn't find that out till about three years ago through Ancestry. And now we're in contact with each other. But these things are really important. They don't seem it's time, but, you know, tell us about that. That, those are really important items, and that's one of the things that I really love about this message to my loved one's booklet. Aside from the financial picture of listing out all of your assets and your accounts, it does include that personal side where you can share your family history and more genealogy information, but you can also pass along, there's sections where you can pass along, you know, values that are important to you. Um, you can include various quotes or poems or passages that that you've valued over time. There's a section where you can put information in there for your family members of how do you want to be remembered. Maybe you can put in your intentions of how would you like them to use inheritance, keeping in mind, of course, that it's not a legally binding agreement. But like I said, what I love about this booklet is that it's a tool that just consolidates all this information into one place. And to your point that you know, as your kids are younger, they may not care about those family stories that you've cherished so much, but certainly when you're older and when the kids are older and you're no longer around, they're going to wish that they had those stories to continue passing it down. And having it there, you know, in in a written book is something that they can keep forever and keep passing that information along. And it's kind of like a piece of you that keeps going too. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, people can underscore that, but look at the success of something like Ancestry.com. 
it, you know, it's, it's incredible. And because people really, really want to know where they came from. And they want to know that history. And so, t- so many times as people pass away, yeah, there's a legal document, but there's no documentation of that history, you know, in your family. And so to your point, I think, I think those are extremely, extremely important. Um, you know, t- one thing I want to talk about, that part of the whole estate planning thing, is some of the things, the addition to this booklet. And by the way, um, this booklet we put together, A Message to Your Loved Ones, is absolutely free of charge. Uh, we'd love you to call Busey Wealth Management uh, and uh, ask for a copy of it. And, you know, typically I like to send two copies. One, you know, because you're going to start writing it and it ultimately might mess something up. <laughs> and so, you know, that you got a clean copy just in case you do. But to your point earlier, you know, you can um, you can pass one on to a friend or another family member if you like. Uh, but, you know, what are some of the, the ways that we can help people when they're going through this, this, this process? Because one of the things that's really inc- that's important in your estate planning is naming a, success, a trustee, successor trustee, or an executor of your state. And a lot of times I think people feel really obligated to name one of their children, but they don't realize the burden that puts on your child because they might have a family, they might have a job, they might live out of state or out of town. You know, how can we help people like that in that regard? We do so at BUC. We do have the the fiduciary team, and we where we do serve as a successor trustee or an executor, so that we can help out in situations like that. Um, to your point, it it is a large burden on family members to take on. Not to say that you're not capable, but maybe maybe it's something you don't want to take on, or maybe you have siblings, and it can cause conflict there. Of you don't want to be the one telling your brother or your sister that they can't have access to these funds at this time or something like that. And so that's where our experience comes in and we can serve as that successor trustee or executor. You have the professional experience of managing and administering the trust, um, settling the estate. We're going to be responsible for filing the appropriate tax returns, life insurance claims, things like that that are just additional responsibilities that if you're not aware of them and you don't have that experience, it, it could get overlooked, and that's what we want to help you with. Right. But those are all good points because, again, so many times they're just simply overwhelmed. They don't know where to go, where to turn. They've never done this before, and, uh, and it's a huge burden. It's something, you know, you only get one shot to do it right, right? So you want to, you want to make sure you get that done. Um, you know, switching back just briefly to, or not briefly, but communication things, you know, you mentioned it briefly, but talk about how we could help coordinate and even hold a meeting for your family if you'd like to kind of go, you, you talked about getting them together, but, you know, where we could actually get people together in person or virtually uh, to kind of explain these things. That's a, that's a distinct possibility, correct? It absolutely is, and as you're aware, especially in this day and age, more meetings are being held virtually, but we will coordinate that meeting um, however you would like to do that, but including, as I said before, including as many family members as you can. I think it could be beneficial to include your attorney who's going to be familiar with the drafting agreements that you've put in place, and that way everybody's going to hear the same information. It's not The message isn't going to get mixed up. Um, we can help explain what, how, you know, go over the process of how did you accumulate these assets over time? How do you intend the assets to pass to the next generation? We can, like, I, I, I know I've talked about this a little bit ago, but with the tax planning and the financial planning for the next generation, but just getting 
that mating put together, there's, we can make that smooth transition so that you're, you're comfortable with the information that we're sharing to the family members and that hopefully your family members walk away with a better understanding of your picture so that they can appropriately take care of you, too, for the remainder of your lifetime. Right, right. You know, going on the theme of how we can help people, you know, the unfortunate thing is all this, all we've talked about is when you pass away. How do we help people when, when they're, they're alive? How do, how do we help people, like, for example, you know, if your children live away and things like that, and, but, you know, you become where I, I need long-term care services or, I, I, you know, facilities, things like that. You know, tell us about how we can help families as well when, when the individual is still alive. Mm-hmm. You're right. I did talk about where we serve as a successor trustee, but we can also serve as trustee during your lifetime um, by helping consolidate those assets, handle those, the bill payment items, which include your medical expenses. If you are still living in-house, making sure that your real estate taxes are taken care of, insurance, utilities, and really just just help ensure that everything is being taken care of just like just as you were doing it yourself and trying to take away some of that stress from you. Um, those are those are a lot of the things that most of our fiduciary advisors work with on a daily basis where we're, we're working with the individual during their lifetime and then working with the next generation when the time comes. Yeah, so, you know, one of, one of my um, uh, most personal stories about that, I had two wonderful clients for many, many years. And, and Mike, like most most uh, couples or families, you know, one takes care of this aspect of their life and one takes care of maybe the financial aspect of their life. And, uh, and, the, and the unfortunate thing was the one that did the, all the financial things for one of our clients uh, passed away. And the surviving spouse was absolutely, completely lost. And, um, you know, and quite frankly, not only did he not know how to handle all the financial affairs, he didn't even know how to turn on the oven kind of thing. And so we actually stepped in and not only started paying his bills, managing his money. I mean, we arranged to have his grass mowed, his walks shoveled. Uh, We had food delivered to the house. We arranged for all those things for people. You know, there's just so many things we can do to help families, not only in death, but in life as well. And I know you've probably seen many, you had many experiences like that. Absolutely. I think that, like I said, with the fiduciary team of UC, several of our advisors, that's what we do on a daily basis is, is make sure that you are taken care of in all of those regards, just like you had just mentioned. Yeah. Tell us a little bit briefly about, about our team. How many, how many members do we have and, you know, kind of designations and, and, and how long people have been around? Because mm-hmm. I, know, you know, I know you've been around a couple of years we do on the fiduciary team. There currently in the Champagne market, there are four fiduciary officers holding their CTFA designation, the Certified Trust and Financial Advisor. Um, many of us have been, I, myself, I've been there for 16 years, and I think the others have been close to that amount as well. So we we do have that experience and the knowledge in the trust and estate planning world. And like I said, that's that's what we enjoy doing. We want to help help you, help your family and keep things as seamless as possible for you. Yeah. You know, I was just kidding about the couple of years. 
<laughs> so I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to date you, Laura. Didn't want to date you. I wish it was a couple of years, but it's been 16. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, the interesting thing at Busey Wealth Management, our average tenure has been around 15 to 16 years uh, at this stage of the game. So very, very many seasoned professional here that, that help a lot of family members. And so, uh, you know, we appreciate everything that you do every day, Laura, you and your team. But uh, Thaddeus, do I still have you? You sure do. Well, good. Hey, uh, Laura, thank you. Thaddeus, I just want to switch over to you in this the minute or so we've got left. You know, any words of wisdom for us on in any market? Pre- I, I, I'm not going to say market predictions. We don't do that here at Views. We don't time markets and things. But, you know, how do you think the rest of this year is going to unfold investment-wise? And, if, and is there any thoughts you might want to share with people what to be looking for as we go through this year? Yeah, you know, I think we have seen a lot of volatility and certainly a lot of headlines, uh, some around specific individual stocks. Um, you know, I know today we have a congressional hearing about uh, about that, about Robinhood and, and some of the trading and, and underlying volatility. But the one thing that I would impress upon people is to really try to focus on the long term. Um, you know, we at Busey right. buy individual stocks and we buy them ideally to hold forever, um, you know, forever. You know, our turnover is very low. We we buy and invest for the long term. And I think all of the people that I've seen be be very successful in, in planning for their retirement and investing in general, you know, really do, for the most part, have that uh, have that focus on the long term. And, right. well, uh, and yeah. Thank you, Thaddeus. I appreciate that. And Thaddeus, thanks for being on the program. Laura, you as well. And you're listening to News Talk 1400 WDWS in Champaign-Urbana.